Welcome to How to Pretend to Like Sports. I'm Monica Woodhams, former D1 cheerleader, well, just my first year in college, who is still game day obsessed. Even when friends joked I was just pretending to like sports, I've always loved the community and excitement that comes with going to games. And let's be real, I love picking out a game day outfit. Join me each week as I share current events, conversation starters, and Obvi discuss the latest outfits that the F1 girlfriends are wearing. I'm giving you everything you need to know, no binge watching required. All right, welcome back to another episode of How to Pretend to Like Sports. Today is a nighttime episode, which hopefully means that my dogs are not going to start barking. Remy is in her crate. Ralph was just snoring just now, so he wanted to participate in some way. And it is the week of November 29th. So I hope all of y'all had a great Thanksgiving. Hope y'all did all the shopping that you needed. I cannot believe this, but for the first time in my entire life, I have finished my Christmas shopping. It feels so good. So now part of it is that for my job, I spend a lot of time on e-commerce sites. So that made it really easy. I feel like I'm just like, I can't scroll through one more clothing website for the next year, but I got my Christmas shopping done and I'm so excited. And like, it's family and friends. I got it all done. It feels great. It's one less thing to check off my list, which is a very long list right now. So that feels really good. And the reason why this is a night episode was because, like I said, my list is really long. And I was getting really overwhelmed. I feel like I'm always overwhelmed. It's just that time of year, whatever. But I decided that this is going to be my... God, I just bumped the microphone again. This is going to be my week of resetting. So my mom is going to come in town tomorrow and she's going to help me with things around the house. I'm finally going to be able to have any work that I've been needing to get done, like hanging a TV, getting a new light fixture hung, things like that. Oh, I'm really hoping that the air conditioning people can come. I've been playing phone tag with them for literally three weeks now. But what I want to do is I want to take my to-do list and I want to just knock it out. I want to get my house completely organized and just like have a completely fresh restart going into December because then I can go into the new year feeling more calm and less scatterbrained and then feeling like, I don't know. You know how sometimes the end of the year just feels nuts? Maybe it's me because I work in e-commerce and this is technically the busiest time of year. Whereas for most people, I actually, now that I think about it, most people, this is the slowest time of year. So that's probably the biggest difference there. But anyway, that is my grand plan. I feel like I should document it, not just because of accountability, but I want If it's possible to to succeed at this restart week, 
I want y'all to see that y'all can do it too. But we're figuring this out together and we will see. Before I go on to too many other tangents, here's what we're going to be covering today. In today's episode, we are circling back to when you tie in soccer and when you don't. If you listened to last week's episode, we were talking about the World Cup and how the teams were all tying. And I was like, okay, but I know penalty kicks are a thing. When is it that we do need to do penalty kicks and when do we just leave it as a tie? So we're going to go over that because I'm going to share the knowledge that I found on the internet. World Cup updates, upcoming football conference championships, and other news that's going on around the world of sports. So wait, one more funny thing that I want to share. Okay, this kind of ties back to what I was saying before. I am all over the place today. In this like world of like my never-ending to-do list, I decided that I needed to just like stop. Like I said, just needed to reset. Instead of just like spinning my wheels, I decided to go on a walk with my aunt. She called me and asked if I wanted to go and I was a little hesitant because I was like, I don't know if I want to step away, but I did. So we're on the Katy Trail, just walking, mind your own business, chatting away. And I look in front of me and walking towards me and I didn't notice until he was like 10 feet away from me, walking towards me. He, um, well, he turns out it was a guy I went on like three dates with a couple weeks, a couple months ago. Feels like a couple weeks ago because I have no sense of time anymore. So anyway, he notices that I am walking towards him. He is walking towards me and he turns around. I was like, hmm, okay. My aunt was like, maybe he just, that's where he was going to turn around, which maybe, but it was a really weird place to turn around. It was just like, if you've ever been on the Katy Trail in Dallas, there's like little spots along the trail that are kind of like intersections. And those are usually like markers of like, okay, I've walked this far. Now I'm going to turn back around. But this was kind of just in a weird place to just turn around. And then his dog kept stopping and he kept looking back. And I was like, do I wave and get it over with? Do I pretend like I've never seen that human before? Which is the route that I went on. But this would have been so much less awkward for everyone if we had just passed each other and did like an awkward wave, I think. I don't know. But anyway, back to sports. Okay, so let's talk about the tying in the World Cup and in soccer in general. Here is how the World Cup works in my own Monica language. It is a points-based system, which is why it's okay for them to tie at first. The pool is really big at the beginning because everyone is in it and everyone has more than one chance to stay in it. So everything is points-based. So here is the first way that this is all calculated. So that's who has the highest number of points. Each of the 32 teams tallies three points for a win, one point for a draw, a tie, and zero points for a loss. If two or more teams end the group stage with the same point total, a decision will be made using rule number two. So here we're not even doing 
the penalty kicks, anything like that. We're just going off points. So then, if two or more teams end the group stage with the same point total, officials will rule in favor of the team with the greatest goal differences based on the goal scored in their respective matches. If the teams remain tied after criteria number one and two, a decision will be made. And then there's another rule that will help make that decision. But I should probably circle back. So this is what happens after a game where like it did tie. So this is why it's okay that they're tying because there's a point system that allows them to determine who moves on and in what place. So this is the goal difference. You're comparing two teams that have not played each other. So let's say team A has four points and team B has four points. Now, how do we make any sense out of that? So then you go on to rule number three. If the teams remain tied after one and two, the team with the most goals scored in the respective matches will advance to the next round. If the team remain tied after the first three rules, a decision will be made using rule number four. This is absolutely nuts that they have to have this many scenarios. I'm not going to bore you with what happens after rule number four because I can't imagine that that happens very frequently. But it does go up to six different rules or seven. Yeah, six or seven, which is absolutely wild. But I guess you have to have that all in writing. You don't really want to be making that up on the spot. The other World Cup update is that today, Tuesday, when I'm recording this, the U.S. played against Iran, and they did win 0-1, to so the U.S. will not be eliminated. This would have been the game that if they had lost, they would have been eliminated from the World Cup, which really would have been a bummer. Now, there was breaking news today in the F1 world. Ferrari's principal, Mattia Binotto, has resigned. There were all the rumors last week that he was going to be let go, that he was not the man for the job for 2023, and they basically let him step down. So he knew that he was going to get fired if he did not. But... If you don't follow F1 or like you've just seen bits and pieces of it, Ferrari kind of had a hot mess of a year. The decision making and the strategy put them in some really weird positions that they have a good enough car and fast enough car that they could have been much more competitive. But when it came to the strategy, it just the calls being made just did not make sense. And they didn't make sense to the driver a lot of times. It makes sense that he stepped down. At the end of the year, now that the 2022 season is over, things get shaken up a lot because people move to other teams. Those who are on the same team, partners together. All of a sudden, the truth really seems to come out. And this week, Esteban Ocon shared some little drama on Fernando Alonso, who was his teammate for the 2022 season, will not be for 2023 season. And basically, he said that he Esteban was carrying the weight of the team and that Fernando was basically phoning it in. So backstory on Fernando, he's one of like, he's been around for forever. He came back after a little hiatus. And so he's probably like, I'm the old guy here and I know the drill and I know more than all these other younger kids and whatever. 
but that's not an excuse to not be a teammate. So Esteban was like, he's, I'm the one going on the marketing trips. I'm the one studying the strategy, all the things. Little drama that's always going on in the F1 world. All right, so now the news. TCU finished off their regular season schedule undefeated 12 to zero with last week's win over Iowa State. They beat Iowa State by a lot. It was like 61 to 14. It was in the 60s. That might, it might be like 61, 66, whatever. It was in the 60s and Iowa State was at 14. So that was exactly what TCU needed to stay in the top four to try to make it to the playoffs. On the same day, the TCU men's basketball team beat Iowa. So kind of a bummer day for the entire state of Iowa, thanks to TCU. Go Frog. Now that regular season has come to an end, before we talk bowl games, because that is definitely upon us, we're first going to need to stop by the conference championship games. So here's a breakdown of the conferences and the two teams that will be playing each other for the conference championship within each conference. That is the most times I have ever said conference in a row, ever. But here we go. TCU will play K-State for the Big 12. In Conference USA, it'll be North Texas at UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio. In the Pac-12, we have Utah versus USC. Mid-American, Toledo versus Ohio. Sunbelt, Coastal Carolina versus Troy. In the SEC, we have number five, LSU, playing against number one, Georgia. That will be a great game. AAC, UCF versus Tulane. Mountain West, we have Fresno State against Boise State. In the Big 12, we have Purdue versus number three, Michigan. And in the ACC, we have number eight, Clemson against number 17, North Carolina. Circling back to the World Cup, Neymar, who is one of the household names in the soccer world, he will be missing Brazil's next game in the World Cup because of his injury, according to the team doctor. So despite his absence, Brazil still seems to be a favorite to win the World Cup. So that's always good to see when it just when it's the team that's actually getting them to the championship and it's not just one player that it all has to fall under because he's that good. So speaking of those players that are that one player that are just that good and that can really hold a team, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and his wife Brittany gave birth to their second child. It's a boy this time and he'll be going by the name Bronze, and that'll be him joining his sister and dog siblings, who are all named after precious metals. So, there's a fun fact for you. Houston is number one in the AP College Basketball Poll for the first time since 1983. There's your fun fact of the day that you can share. Lamar Jackson is going over to the Broncos. Over the last few months, there's been a lot of questioning over where he would go as a free agent. 
representing himself. He is one of 17 players in the NFL who represents themselves. And this also becomes interesting because Russell Wilson has had a very rocky start um, during his time with the Broncos. So it's pretty crystal clear that they are looking to remedy that. And finally, here is the AP Top 25 Men's Basketball Poll for Week 4. At number 10, we have Indiana, 9, Kansas, 6, Yukon, 7, Creighton, 6, Baylor, 5, Purdue, 4, Arizona, 3, Virginia, 2, Texas, and as I mentioned before, for the first time since the 80s, Houston. All right, so that's what I got for you today. Hope you have a awesome post-Thanksgiving week, and I will see y'all again. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, review, all the things, and I will see y'all over on Instagram until next week. All right.